Welcome to the Leveled Up Podcast. I'm Sarah Flannery. I'm Megan Johnson. And I'm Danae Osted. Today, we had an awesome conversation with Amy Solly. Um, she runs the Prevail Group, a dog-based real estate business. We're going to explain to you exactly what that means. And we had a really, really cool conversation about finding your niche, what people are scared of, um, why we decided on niche instead of niche. Either way, <laughs> stay around. We also cried a bunch. So guys, I am so happy to have the one and only Amy Sally on our podcast tonight. She is one of my favorite humans in the entire world. On top of the fact that we happen to have a, also a very close business relationship, but her story, her journey, how she got here and how she runs her business today is absolutely one of my favorites. And it really um, encompasses how important it is to dial in and find your niche and incorporate it into your business because it elevates it to such higher levels Mm -hmm. than anybody else that doesn't do that. Yeah. So, guys, Amy Sally. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. So, how long have you been? Because Amy's a realtor. Mm -hmm. um, So... Give us some background on how long you're in real estate before you got to this niche thing recently. Uh, my husband and I started a, a real estate flipping company in 2008 and nine, and it was not a great good time. time. <laughs> good and bad. I guess it could be good and bad. Um, and so we did that for a short time, and then he went back overseas. That's just what he, um, that's what his past is. He's former military. And so um, then we jumped back into it about, he got into it about six years ago, and I'm going on about four and a half. Mm -hmm. So um, we got onto a team, a very large team, uh, where we learned a lot about how to be a professional in real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, uh, we decided to go out on our own. We just felt like we needed to kind of do our own thing, um, focus on the things that we really believe in. He's a first responder and military guy and I'm an animal person and so we decided to kind of we're not we don't have kids so we didn't do the garage sales and the families and the neighborhoods like a lot of real estate agents mm-hmm. do yeah. just didn't fit didn't feel good mm-hmm. so here we are we moved on yeah nice and so uh, one of your things that you guys came from a team you learned is now one of your passions now developing your own team to help push that knowledge out to others What's interesting about that is that we never thought that we wanted our own team um, until we found our niche. Yep. And now what we're doing with that is just compelled us to want to expand it and build it and make it something really special that other people would want to be a part of. Yeah. Which I think makes so much sense because I think a lot of times, uh, like when I'm talking about niche with clients, they come at it from the perspective of what, how do I niche to get more clients or how do I niche to hit this target audience that I want to get to? And you came at it from a completely different perspective. Um, And because of the perspective that you came to it with, you now on the other side of that are more engaged in your business than you were before, more excited about your business in new ways. And I think that's just such the right way to go about it. So you guys decided to do um, Dogs Needs Home too. Yep. Um, so tell us about that and like maybe how you, how you guys found that niche and then 
how you guys have injected that into your business? So we went through a big change and uh, it was like, okay, who are we and why are we in this business? Because we kind of started losing the spark for mm -hmm. just doing the transaction and going through the motions mm -hmm. and looking like every other person who's been doing the marketing, who's mm -hmm. been doing the, you know, whatever you're going to, whatever message it is that you're going to, you know, first time home buyers, um, uh, military VA loan type stuff. And then you've got, um, people who are downsizing. Like yep. those are the top three that realtors mm -hmm. focus on. Um, we kind of got tired of that. Like it wasn't really a passion of ours. Like we are really good at what we do. And when we were talking to our coach, he said, well, why are you doing real estate? I was like, well, because it's what we know and we're good at it. And he goes, do you think that if you were to do another business, do you think you'd be good at that too? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So if you were to, okay. So tell him, give me another reason why you're yeah. doing real estate. He's like, I said, well, we like it. He's like, okay, if you were to do another business, would you like it? Right. Yes. <laughs> He's like, so what he really wanted to do, he was really trying to get us to figure out why, mm -hmm. why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. And, um, and so he said, if you had to wake up tomorrow morning, and the world was gone. There was nothing else in the world. Uh, businesses are gone. There's nothing that, nothing left. He said, what is it that you could wake up and be excited about? And I was like, dogs. <laughs> dogs make me happy. <laughs> like, I want to save them. I want to protect them. I want to give them hugs and love and kisses. And I also want to make sure that they're being treated properly. Mm -hmm. And so that led down the road of, okay, well then maybe I should be starting my own rescue. Well, my coach decided to put the brakes on that. And he said, Whoa, before you do that, why don't you take a look at how, what that means to you? He even said, go out to a rescue and go work and go clean kennels and go walk dogs mm -hmm. and go do this and that and see if it's something that you really want to want to do. Well, all he had to really say that that's, a, that's all he really had to say. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I really want to do that. I, I love them and I want them to be safe, but I don't know if I actually want to get my hands dirty in it um, for every day right. because I think my heart would break yeah. every day yeah. and I don't think I could handle it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a strong person, but I'm not strong enough to handle the heartache that comes along with what rescue mm -hmm. gives. So he said, so then we started, my husband and I, Kevin started thinking about how we can intertwine it. And I, I thought, well, on the conversation with one of the dog boutiques, I think I was talking to, I said, well, you know, dogs need houses too. And Kevin heard me in the background when I got off the phone. He's like, dogs need houses too. Yeah. And, and well, so, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And so then we, it just kind of built from there. Um, and now we, we sell houses to save dogs and that's what it's turned into. That's really cool. So for those of you who, who haven't met Amy before, um, just for um, a little bit more clarity and background on her specific business. So not only do they sell homes to people who have dogs, like <laughs> that's part of it. They do a lot of really, really cool branding around dog houses and around backyards and around supporting your animals and, you know, taking care of animals while their people are doing showings and things like that. But the really cool thing that Amy and Kevin and the Prevail Group do is that 
their entire lives and businesses are really centered around finding ways to um, support animal-based causes. So I know they partner up with a whole bunch of different animal organizations. They partnered with Back the Blue, um, which is an awesome organization that helps buy um, bulletproof vests for police dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter how you feel about the police, the dogs need to have <laughs> yeah. bulletproof vests, right? Everybody yes. agrees on that. Um, so they've been so out in the community just offering help and volunteering and giving their time. And I know it's built their business too, but it's really interesting to see over the last uh, couple of years. So Amy came into our lives because a girl that I used to waitress with like seven years ago um, happened to be friends with one of my clients. She came in and did an appointment and then invited me to a networking group because I was the only financial advisor she knew. She invited me to a networking group with Amy and that turned into Littleton, well, it turned into Southwest Young Professionals, where I met Stephanie, which turned into Littleton Mastermind, and then we started Level Up. So there's quite the journey Mm -hmm. in between there. So you never know what personal connections are going to be helpful or where things are going to go, because I love Madison, but I never imagined that she would introduce me to, you know, a group that now has evolved into, you know, our our entire business relationship for almost all of us stemmed from that group in the first place. So... Kind of cool. So, Amy, whether or not you know it, you're a catalyst for a lot of really, really good things. Aww. So It's yep. true. Aww. That's for sure. Thanks. <laughs> That's for certain. Yeah. So, I wanted to slip back to where you kind of started with your coach. When you guys were going through the process of trying to figure out what your niche was, did you guys, like, brain dump and, like, write things down? Did you have a big whiteboard? Tell us a little bit more about kind of the nitty-gritty that you were going through in order to, you know, dial in you know, your love for dogs? I think the biggest thing for me was our coach that was working with us at the time never accepted our answer, ever. So when I said, well, it's because this is why we're doing real estate, he says, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, this is why we're doing it. And he's like, well, this isn't enough. And I said, okay, well, I love dogs, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to put it together. And um, and he said, well, he says, let's, you know, he made me go back. He made me and Kevin go back and talk about it. And so we had, he's my business partner. And so we had to really just hone in on, on what that means. Like if I, if, you know, I mean, you guys, I'm the, I'm the person that found a bee on the sidewalk while we were walking our dog. And I said, I know that sometimes that doesn't mean he's dying. And so I picked him up and I put him in some sugar water in my backyard and he flew away. He ate it and lived and (laughs) flew away. And and I was so excited about it. And so, and then we adopted Sophie. And Sophie is, honestly, she's the one who started all of this. She's our first rescue and she's a great Pyrenees and she really needed a home. And I am a, we've always been a one dog family and she came into our life for some reason. And here we are. Yeah. I love it. I Sophie love is it. like a polar bear of a dog, by the way. Adorable. Yeah. Really adorable dog. So I, I guess what I want to get into a little bit is on the topic of finding your niche or niche. We haven't decided which <clears throat> niche rhymes with which. Rhymes with get rich. <laughs> right? So um, I think that there's a couple things that I want to talk about when it comes to this topic. First of all, why it is that people are scared mm-hmm. to choose all the time. a niche, niche, whatever. And 
Um, we shouldn't have chosen an episode with a word that none of us are one hundred percent sure about. I say niche. You say niche. All right. For the for the purpose of this episode, we're just gonna say niche from here on out. Um, for everybody else's sake. So, uh, why it is that people are scared to choose a niche in the first place, and then I also want to talk about why I think that sometimes finding your niche can be um, kind of synonymous with finding your purpose. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I actually want to talk about purpose first. Yep. So, I want to talk about this specifically because um, one of the the things that's really been a catalyst for me over the last year is I read a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. It's really good. There's also a TED Talk if you want the short version. The book is really, really good, though. It goes really in-depth. But it was talking about in this book, the whole whole book is basically about um, why there is this factor of who's successful and who isn't, and for the most part, it's people who stick it out when things get hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the whole point of the book. But one of kind of the tangents they took was that when you talk about people who have found their purpose or people who found their calling, mm-hmm. and everybody says, well, it's so obvious that that person is meant to do that. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. It's obvious, you Amy, that it. you're supposed mm-hmm. to be working with dogs, right? <laughs> because your face lights up. And I know this because I started working with you before yeah. you guys made that transition. And the way you talked about your business, the way that you guys centered after that was a night and day shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not that you guys weren't professional or awesome before. It's just like a light switch turned on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we get it. Like, this is why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So you guys might have had a little bit more of a catalytic, like, aha moment. But for the most part, that isn't really how it works with people. A lot of times when people have found their purpose or their calling, it's because they just started doing something. Oh, right. And then eventually figured out, oh, there's a need here. Mm-hmm. I enjoy serving this group of people or group of dogs, right? Yeah. And that's what it turns into. But you have to start doing something in the first place. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about how you how you feel like being in such a realm that's so specific. Like what does that mean to you? Because we know kind of the the analytic like, well, why did you do this? But how do you feel now? How does it feel different? Clear. It is one of the most I have so much clarity it, and it's so clear that it helps us make decisions yeah. in our business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we as small business owners tend to say yes to a lot of things and, <laughs> and try a lot of things like, Oh, I'll try that. Oh, I'll try that. Okay. Well maybe I'll try that. And, and you, and you never, ever, ever hone in on what's actually working because you're always trying something new. Yeah. Um, for us, it, you guys, it's what's so crazy about it. And we were just talking about this today. Um, we were making a decision on whether we were going to do another event this year that we did last year. Mm. And, and I said, he's, you know, the question was, did we get any business from it? No. Did we enjoy it? Yes. Hey guys, sorry for the break, but we got to ask you because we don't advertise at all on this podcast. It really helps us if you like and share this podcast with anybody that you think would enjoy it. It helps us tremendously so we can continue to bring these great episodes to you. Okay, that's all I ask. Back to the show. Who did it help? Well, we raised $1,800 at that event. And it was a it was a sit down wine tasting dinner type event. And it's one of our partners in the community. And just because we knew it was going to raise the money for Back the Blue Canine Force, we decided that we're going to do it again this year. And it's going to be our first event this year in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's how it's easy to make decisions like you you can make these decisions and 
we were able to, it's a way to bring our clients there, right? Mm-hmm. Invite our clients, come hang out with us, mm-hmm. meet people from back the blue can, of course, who we work with, have a nice dinner, enjoy, you know, wine, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so, so yeah. it works. And, and we also do not base our um, success anymore on our business transactions. It's how much money we've raised this year. Mm-hmm. So that is the success for us. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we sold one more house. Awesome. That's $500 more that we can take to back the blue or whatever our clients' dog choices, you know, mm-hmm. right. organization. So it, your mind shifts and it's different. And it has done it like if you don't be afraid to focus on the things that you love because then you're surrounded by the people that love the same things that you do. Yep. Yeah. I just wrote a blog the other day about um, being aligned and how alignment is like so important because otherwise you do this dumbass cha-cha back and forth chasing after stuff because you're not going in one one direction and that's one of the things I just love about your story around niche and uh kind of transition into the the other point you wanted to talk about is um people are so terrified to niche down because they think that that means that they're going to lose business because they're not speaking to (coughs) everybody Mm -hmm. um and uh it's really just by all marks you can look at it the opposite totally uh and and part of it is because you when you show up with that aligned passion that alignment in what you want and what you want to achieve and in metrics like you're saying in in ways that you want to measure it that fit that alignment you show up so much more fully than I got to do another transaction today and I got to find another lender because this lender's not working and there's 20,000 other people looking at this house today and oh my gosh, mm-hmm. how frustrating all that is. Um, so I just applaud you both uh, for that because one, it makes your whole life better. Like your life, you and Kevin's <laughs> life. Like I'm just really happy no, it for, does. for that. Um, but it was a brave step. Like yeah, that took bravery. Yeah, no. Uh, there's not very many people in our industry that that niche down. Nope, they're they're not. And um, and it's, I don't know. I I it's it's an interesting. Do I have time for a story? Yeah, yes. girl. I to tell you That's, a story. Right. Okay. That's what we're here so for. So it's it's interesting how this turns into how it is directly related to houses. Okay, so we went into a house. Um, it was a listing appointment. We did our walkthrough, we did our photos, we talked to the person selling, and um, we come to, we, we walk upstairs to finish the final photos, and there is a dog sitting on the floor with on his bed upstairs. And I was like, oh my gosh, look, and he's like 14 years old, he's this old dog, come back downstairs, and she says, yeah, we have to get rid of him. And I said, what do you mean you have to get rid of him? She says, well... Um, the son, you know, this lady is much older and her, her son is older and, um, he went through a very bad, uh, cancer with his wife who passed away in several years ago and now has four kids living with him and they all had to move in with grandma. Mm. And now they have this dog and grandma is moving out of state. She's now moving close to her other daughter and now the son has to go find an apartment and the daughters are in college and now there's just this dog and nobody knows what to do with him because they can't take him. So I thought, that's interesting. Okay. And my heart's melting inside and I'm like this poor 14 year old dog. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, well, 
she she basically said they would have to put him down <gasps> because they had nowhere to nothing to do with him, nowhere to take him. I said we have resources. Do not do that, please. Let me reach out to who we work with, and I will um, get in contact with you and let you know what happens. Yeah. So Rachel, who works for us, um, reached out to a couple of people who immediately jumped on it. And I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, but he, they saved him. And they picked him up today. Oh, you're such a hero. So um, I'm sorry, but it's very emotional because we thought that he was going to be put down. And he's healthy overall. He's just 14. Just he's a, a senior. Yeah, he's just and, an older, older and the, pup. And the family can't take him. And um, and I apologize, but that's how it's related. That's you wonderful. know, we're selling this house and we saved a dog yes. <laughs> at the same time. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. I love that story. I know. I'm sorry. Guys. I'm a sympathetic crier, okay? I'm uh, sorry. Don't be sorry. I know. That's... No, that's the whole point of this is that, look, I, I don't think that as much as it helps people when they find the house of their dreams or when you can help them get out of a sticky situation like there's no way in hell that you would have that emotional of a response like just selling a house yeah and I don't want to minimize that because I know it's still really important but like that's a really big deal you're allowed to be emotional about that that's a good thing if something evokes an emotional response like that that means it's important and you should focus on those feelings that's a really big deal yeah yeah Um, congratulations well, the sale of that house is going towards his, him being safe and material, anything that he needs, we're actually going to be donating money to him, to his rescue where he's at. Yep. Yeah, that's wonderful. What a, what a way the universe is like you're doing it's weird. Exactly what you need to be doing. I'm telling you, it's weird, guys. It's wonderful. Once you focus on the things that you love and your passion and you build it into your everyday life mm-hmm. and it's part of what you do. It's amazing what yeah. happens. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that story. It gave me full body. Yeah, same <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was wonderful. Oh. Oh, that's great. Thank God I don't have a full face of makeup I right know. now. Just <laughs> dripping over here. Um, cool. Well, let's let's backtrack a little bit. Let's talk about that fear because I can tell you. So, in, in my personal experience, and Megan, I think you probably have a similar experience. And Sarah, you're not quite as niche down as we are right now um but you're crushing it so who cares right um you are crushing it girl (laughs) yeah so I think that you know I I remember being really scared when I started in finance because I can help everybody right I can help anybody Mm -hmm. it doesn't I don't have any minimums it doesn't really cost anything to sit down with me like I can work with pretty much anybody so who is it that I want to work with Mm -hmm. so over and over and over again I went to networking events and I tried to explain over and over again what it was that I did and I just didn't understand why if I could work with everybody why nobody wanted to work with me (laughs) isn't that silly but I you know I think that's because for me I wasn't confident in who I was I couldn't say what I wanted or where I was going I had no real direction and taking the confidence to plant your flag and say this is who I am and this is who I'm not mm-hmm. this is who I want to spend my time with and this is who I'm not interested in mm-hmm. you know I think the fear around it is that you know for me I was like well if I say for instance just by example of my specific situation if I say that I only want to work with female entrepreneurs what if a guy comes along and has a lot of money and doesn't want to work with me because 
I didn't say that I wanted to work with him specifically. Like, what if that happens? And I'm going to tell you right now that that has never happened. (laughs) That has never happened. And I tell people all the time, like, hey, I work almost exclusively with women in business. Like, that's who I want to work with. Mm -hmm. That's important to me. I'm confident in who I am Mm -hmm. and that part of me. And I didn't start getting excited about what I do until then. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, for the most part, when you're confident and you can say who you are, then people respond to that better than, well, I can help anybody. Yep. Right? Yeah, I think that comes down to um, focus, too. You, you have focused in, and now you're, you're 100% confident. You're putting out different energy. You're putting out a different vibe when you walk into a room. When you're having your sits and stuff with your clients, you're operating at a whole different level. And as soon as that starts happening, whether it, it, if it falls a little bit outside of your niche a little bit, so let's just say you have a... a a male entrepreneur that wants to, you know, have a sit down. I mean, we're not going to say no, but I'm just saying is it starts expanding because everybody wants part of that. It becomes very contagious when you are walking into a room and you are dialed in, you are focused, you are clear. Mm -hmm. Clarity was a perfect word to describe how you guys feel. People want that and they want to work with people that have that and know that they are a master of what they do. Um, And a specialist. A specialist. Beautiful one. And also... Like, one of the things we haven't talked about is that there's so much power in saying no to things. So what's funny is I think when people really start to dial in, and maybe you guys had this experience, all of a sudden, all of these opportunities come out of nowhere. Yep. And it's completely opposite from what you say that you want to do. And it's a test. It's the universe testing you over and over and over again. Like, are you sure? Hey, yeah. Are you willing to give up other opportunities that are also good for something that you said is what you want? Yes. You know, how many times is that going to come up? So it was one of the hardest decisions to make regarding being really focused and narrowing in and being saying no Mm -hmm. to people by saying that the nonprofit we work with is back the blue canine force. Because do you know how many other nonprofits there are out there that we could be working with or people that we have met with all last year? Mm -hmm. And, and the reason why we did it, is again because of clarity. My husband is former military, he's working with first responders, we're working with dogs, and we're protecting the community. And all of that is in line. And it's all aligned. So brilliant. It's so brilliant. It really I'm so is. jazzed about it. Here's the brilliance of, of behind anybody that gets the clarity that they need to niche. Like those things happen in opposite order, right? Like and then you get clarity on that what I'm gonna say that is your messaging becomes really easy because you know exactly who you're talking to and you know what problems they have and you know what needs they need fulfilled. And so it's really easy for instead of you coming to a a one-to-one across coffee with somebody and them saying, how can I help you? And you're like, oh, I just need to meet more people versus like, nope, I need, uh, I would love an introduction to any service-based women's businesses in the first seven years of business. Like that's who I need to talk to. And for, so then it creates so much more initial momentum for you after those conversations because they're not like, God, who's anybody that I could hand over to Megan? Right. It's, oh, I know Jane Doe. She just started her business three years ago and she's a service provider for da-da-da. Yeah. And um, so that, that all becomes a lot easier. And then you also get a lot more clarity on what you're going to offer. Like you guys knew these are the types of 
people that we're going to partner with and these are the kind of events that we're going to put on and so it just helps all of those decisions so that you can stay in that flow of doing what you want to do and not be just fraught with god what do i do next and what direction do i go and who do i need to be in front of all that's done yep yes so now we can say no and we feel good about it yep yep i made the decision to not work with men and uh that's brought around other interesting questions that people have asked me. So, <laughs> are you and Stephanie together? Yes. <laughs> I, I, get, I, get, I know exactly what question you're talking about. <laughs> no, I love men. I'm married to one. I just don't want to work with them. <laughs> that is it. But, um, and uh, since then, I've had some people come to me and ask me questions about, like, why did you, why'd you do that? Like, there's something. Like, there had to have been trauma associated sure. with working with men or something. Um, and uh, it's really, it, it kind of, those new questions that I got forced me to make sure that this was really what I wanted to do. Because it was like what you were saying, the universe going like, hey, are you sure? Yep. Are you sure? Because I had to defend it. Yep. Um, and uh, through that first month when, you know, you're retraining everybody, when you're changing your, your niche down a little bit, um, I had to defend that and it just became more and more certain to me, like, no, my women business owners are my freaking jam. Yeah. And that's what I love doing. And every client that I've worked with, you remember, I had this conversation with you and I was like, no, I hated working with all those other people. Not all those other people, but my favorite clients were women that own businesses and service-based businesses are what I love working on. And so um, it also just like reinforced for me why I'm doing it too. Right. Um, so I love that piece. What's funny is that once once I'd anyway started niching down a little bit, that's when things started coming into focus. Mm-hmm. Like that clarity that you were talking about. It's funny because I remember it was probably it was like a month before our anniversary with Level Up. So okay. it was like October. October. And I saw this post on my Facebook page and it was like bullet by bullet. It was like, you know what, if I'm going to be if I'm going to, if I'm going to do anything, if I'm going to find a purpose for my life, it has to be working with women. It has to be focused on connection and vulnerability, and it has to have this, 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 and this. And then a month later, so that was before I even met Megan. So probably a week after that was when I met Megan. And then a month after that was when we started level up. And then a month after that was when I met you and everything started just falling into place Mm -hmm. back to back to back because the universe was like, finally (laughs) finally you're serious about something like this is real you got it like we've been waiting for you and we and we'll deliver like it's literally here you go Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and once i've ever once i focused on that decision and moved in that direction everything seems to fall into place i mean that's still a lot of work god damn it but i mean (laughs) you know like things happen the way that they're supposed to and i learn the lessons i'm supposed to learn Mm -hmm. And I never have an appointment now, or hardly ever anyway. I mean, there's still a wild card every once in a while. But I hardly ever leave an appointment saying, wow, I felt bullied. Or, wow, that person just wasn't my energy. Or, you know, I very rarely have those conversations anymore. And part of it's because I can just say, um, for anybody who doesn't know, I run my business with Cameron, who is, um, I'll say he has a slightly more aggressive male energy than I do, or masculine energy. Uh, so anybody who I feel like is going to overwhelm me or bully me or, you know, get into some sort of measuring contest, I can just hand them over to Cameron. And I know he'll do a better job. I know that's his wheelhouse. And I know that I'll feel better even if I'm not making um, any money off of that business. I'll feel better that somebody's with who they're supposed to be. Correct. Yeah. It's you know? that yeah. that personality, that 
same type of way i, I want to i'm thinking about the disc in my head like mm. you know if they're like a high, high d, d yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like here here's where they need to be and this is the type of that's what they respond better to yeah. i am i have developed more of a d in my life because i have become more of an entrepreneur but i'm never gonna be that way i am a social human you have too much emotional I... intelligence to ever be like just high d that's not gonna no, that's not gonna happen it's just not, my, not who i am so i get it um and it's nice to have that I feel like the biggest fear with this, besides what we already talked about, is just that there's not going to be enough to go around. Right. It's that you know? fear of abundance. Yeah, exactly. It's such a it's such a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. of, well, what if there aren't enough people for me to work with? Right. What's funny, though, is if, if you ever, like, sit down with somebody in marketing and you look at the numbers of, like, I know Megan's done this before, where you have a business plan and you try to dial into who your exact demographic is. Yeah, and then you point. go and you look at the numbers like very, very specifically. Right. And then mm-hmm. even if you're niche down, it's like, oh, there's 600,000 people yeah. within a two mile radius right. who fit the description <laughs> of what you're looking for. All of your yeah. feels are not, or fears are not real. I had, per to, usual. I had to do this for my business plan a couple of weeks ago, I guess a couple months ago now. Um, and the, I, I did it a little bit earlier than I normally would have because my mentor for it challenged me. And he's like, do you have a market? If you say this, only women in their first seven years that have service-based businesses, like, do you have a market? Does it support what you want to do? And I was like, I think so. Uh, It's like, you better go and do your homework. And so it took several weeks for me to dig through a bunch of Secretary of State reports and, um, like, small business, uh, the Bureau Small business, small business, small business administration, small business administration, census, all sorts of stuff that I had to go through and looking at just the Denver metro area and uh, having to do a lot of those calculations myself. It was still in like 80,000. What do you remember the number? I pulled it up. For I, I don't remember. It was, it, was still an inc- it was still an incredible amount of businesses. And then uh, one of my previous clients today sent me a uh biz journal article i posted online today i don't know if you guys saw it i just saw it right before it came in what it says is it's new numbers released which i already knew because i already did all this research a couple weeks ago was that denver colorado went from number 20 to the number one state for women entrepreneurs Wow. This year. That's Never because of you, Megan. It is because crazy. of me. It's 100%. <laughs> I'm taking all of that credit. <laughs> okay, it's not right. I'm just going to Photoshop the like the picture of that article and I just say, because of Megan. Like, <laughs> because of Megan right Johnson. Again. No, but I mean, I have a really special niche. Like, it's really small. Um, and there's an incredible market for it. And so I, I, I think the purpose of saying this is... I mean, you don't necessarily have to go through the links that I did to come up with the exact numbers, but you should spend some time in research in your niche looking at it before you commit your entire business to it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one thing about Amy, yours is you broadened your reach, really, and that's a special way to niche because most people, you're eliminating. You're yeah. eliminating noise, right? I want to get right. rid of noise, get rid of noise. But really what you did, it was found your way in to pet communities, found your way into the dog community. And uh, you stand out and now 
who else is doing that? Freaking no one. It's so well, smart. Well, I'm going to give her a shout out to what your new thing is with the, um, oh. that I want you to talk about because I think it's super special. Is this going to be news to me? Because it's news. The Humane Society of South Platte Canyon. Yep. So we, um, we basically what we did, we've sponsored a kennel there. Oh, I, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so yes. good. Um, and, and so that kind of goes back to us trying to say no and trying to figure out who we want to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent all last year. I mean, we, we talked to rescues. We talked to um, freedom service dog type mm-hmm. people. Um, we talked to pet boutiques, owners. I mean, you just, you name it, we did it. And what we realize is worth working with rescues is we don't see the direct effect of where that money is going. Mm-hmm. So we decided to sponsor the kennel. And in our kennel, we will have a dog in our kennel. And we will see it get adopted. And we will help get it adopted. And we will know that dog that got adopted. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to follow that dog when it goes to its new family. Oh, that's so awesome. So those are the things that mean the most to us. Yep. And it's directly related and correlation, you know, the correlation between the two and we'll be able to see what's happening um, with that dog. So we will be doing a Facebook live reveal every month um, for the dog that's in our kennel. That's great. And then we'll take them over to Garden of the Paws um, in uh, in Highlands Ranch, uh, Centennial, actually, um, and we will take them on a little field trip. And then on that next Saturday, we will do an adoption day and if he's not adopted by then we still have the adoption day and we'll bring a couple of the other dogs from the humane society to adopt out oh great that's awesome all i'm imagining is like you taking this dog to like garden of the paws for like an 80s style makeover montage (laughs) and like you stand outside in the doggy dressing room and it like it comes out in different outfits and you shake your head no and then you know it's the best so I know somebody who does video editing, and I think that we could probably make Jason! that happen. <laughs> I know specifically what I want for this. So, can um, we do it? If you want to film like a very specific promotion, oh my video, gosh, that's adorable. We could, we could be, that's what I'm looking for. You could hark back to very specific movies, like you could do a Pretty Woman version. Oh my gosh, you guys! You could do. You, they could do exact movies. I need to write this down. This, I know it's you have it recorded. It's recorded. Yeah, you can it's listen to this over and over again. So, but the, um, the greatest part of about this is is it fully speaks to your mission that dogs need homes too yeah and so when when businesses do things and stephanie this is something stephanie gunther says all the time and she is brilliant she's so right is that if somebody if you're not acting authentically it's you're gonna see it it's so obvious um and i always use the example of like when you see a young woman in love Yes. It is so, like, she can't hide it if she wanted to yep. try that she's fallen yes. in love with her first boyfriend or whatever. And it's the, it's that glaring obvious when a, when a business is in line with their mission and their mission is in line with them. It's, it sings from the mountaintops, yep. you know? And gosh, I just love that whole thing. I love it. Thank you. I get so and excited about stuff like this. Well, and you brought up Stephanie. And I have to say, Stephanie really helped our vision come alive, too. And she's amazing. And with Wax Creek, if y'all don't know who that is. Um, but she, you know, I was like, okay, I picture this. And it's, you know, whatever. And with a paw and a heart and a house. And, mm. you know, and we, we tried different versions. And we played with it. And we actually have two logos. 
and we use them differently for different things. Yep. Uh -huh. um, and we actually didn't come up with selling houses to save dogs until the logo had already been created. Mm. And then we thought, okay, what, what? I wanted to bring somehow house into it, but I just didn't know how. Yeah. You know, it's really hard when you, you, you have it, but it's not quite there. And so she really helped us with our vision and putting it on paper. That's great. She, I recommend her. What's Hardly. funny is that that's that project I know timeline wise was totally a catalyst for her business too, because that's about when she was figuring out exactly who she was yes. and just going through the act of saying, wow, this is a business that has authentically decided a hundred percent who they are. And I'm the one who gets to help them mm -hmm. show that to the world. Yeah. I think that was a big catalyst for Stephanie's business too. That's when she really started focusing more on branding. Yep. Than on marketing so yep. now that all the timelines are working together in my mind right mm -hmm. like yep. well and she's pretty crazy. good at it like yeah totally, and she <laughs> enjoys yeah. it she has a passion for small business yeah she has a passion for helping people love their business yep mm -hmm. and and she did that yeah she cha and she channels it yep. like perfectly she absolutely did and you guys execute it so well um, <laughs> thanks <laughs> on social um Right now, they have a thing going right now on social. <laughs> yeah. The contest? Yes. Tell them about your contest. So our social media is all about what the dog, what the dog's home buying must have is. Yeah. Um, and so, 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 so. <laughs> Megan's falling apart right here. <laughs> it's like a stop. We are breaking her down. <laughs> like a, a, a picture window to watch squirrels in. Um, a cool tile floor to cool my belly. Yes. Um, a warm fireplace to stay warm by. And, and we can all picture our dog's wants. Yes. 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 The tile so floor good. for my belly was on my list too, though, right? just so you're aware. <laughs> I could just okay. picture you. So, we need a photo of that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you and she's your dog. I'm going to need you to go home tonight, get a picture of this, and send it to Jason for show notes. I will. I will. Tell Cameron, you have to take pictures of Don't worry about what it's for. Just take the picture. <laughs> Um, Sorry to interrupt. No, anyway, continue. Um, so the contest <laughs> is um, basically people at home with their dogs submitting photos of their home buying must-have that their dog needs in their home. Yeah. And it's playing. So it's, we're we're getting submissions all. I believe it's all quarter. Yeah. And then we'll make um we'll have a, a poll and we'll let people vote on which one was the best and we'll make it all cute and you know, like we do with our regular social uh -huh. media. We'll take what they said in the photo and we'll make it look pretty and then there you go. Gosh, that's so smart, Amy. You are fucking smart. Oh. <laughs> I ha I also have Rachel who helps me a lot. She, she is, is also incredible, incredible, incredible. She's incredible amazing. Human. Yeah, Rachel's awesome. So to finish this out, um, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, "Yeah, I run a business, but I don't really feel like I found my niche. I don't really feel like it's obvious where I'm supposed to go from here." What kind of advice would you? What do you guys have um, to start figuring that out? I don't think it's a one-day deal. I don't think you sit down with a piece of paper and that's it. Like, I think sometimes it takes some thought and evolution. So where yeah. would you guys suggest people start? Uh, I go back to what our coach said to us. And he said, if the world ended tomorrow 
and you woke up, what is the one thing that would make you happy? What could you do for the rest of your life? If everything came down around you, what is it that, that would still drive you mm -hmm. and not give up and still want to go? Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first it was saving lives, um, but now it's saving animals' lives. We help those who cannot help themselves. So what is it that drives you inside, internally? And the brilliant piece about it is then you took that and you said, okay, back to reality. Yes. I am not 14. Right. I have a lifetime of experience. How do I apply my lifetime experience and my current network into a reality that I can make? Exactly. Um, and that's why it's so smart. We all have lows. I'm just sitting here telling her how smart she is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. We all have lows in our business, right? We're yeah, going to yeah. have the highs and then we're going to have the lows. Mm -hmm. What is it that would make your lows not so low? Yeah. Yep. Yep. solid. Good job, baby. Thank you. Um, for everyone uh, to... Um, follow your amazing branding and stuff. Tell us what social platforms that you're on. What are your favorites? What do you use the most? And how can they follow you? We're on Instagram and Facebook for sure. Um, very active there at the Prevail Group LLC. Um, and then we are going to be implementing Twitter this year. Um, we have Twitter. We just don't really use it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to... the Twitter. Right? No, the Twitter I don't right even now. use yeah. it. <laughs> um, but the two, those are the two platforms that we use the most. All of our events on, are on the webpage. So okay. you'll be able to see all the cool, fun dog events that we're doing this, this mm -hmm. year. We are going to be doing another fundraiser for Back the Blue Canine Force in March at Robert's Deli in Littleton. Yep. Um, and so we're really excited about that. And um, we have so many. We have the golf course um, tournament, yeah, uh -huh. the golf tournament coming up. We've got just so many different things, plus adopt the shelter pet. Okay, yes. so the shelter pet of the month, and um, we'll we'll be doing live Facebook videos on there. So you definitely don't want to miss that. You want to be on that Facebook page just so that you can see the reveal and see who the baby is that will be. Um, your contest is perfect for Twitter. Okay. Perfect. All right. Because it's like short, easy, okay. grabbable, very retweetable. Good to know. So I also care good. more about the shelter dog reveal than any gender reveal I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Okay. Come here. Just, here's the thing. There's really only like two choices for the gender yeah. reveal. Yeah. Like the dog could be anything. You know? It could be any breed. It could be any age. Card. It could be a yeah, wild yeah. card. It can. You know? Small, giant, girl, boy. <laughs> For debate, okay, so that's not the episode we're doing today. Oh, heaven's oh, sake! Awesome. <laughs> and that's Wednesday, we're gonna meet our first shelter dog on Wednesday. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Well, um, this is going out tomorrow, Jason. Yes, um, so you will see this pop up tomorrow morning, everybody will listen to it tomorrow morning. So, hopefully, we can get some traction for, for what you're doing, all the amazing things you do for the community for back, back the blue canine force for the shelter dogs of the world, for dogs, moms, and dads. Yes. Uh, so, yes. So really, just from all of us, thank you for everything that you do for the community. It's yep. thank you. so impactful. Thank you so much. Yes. I love you guys. We love you. We love you. <laughs> we love you too. And some of us are crying and some of us are just sniffling because the weather's bad. <laughs> Perfect. Done. Good job, guys. 
guys, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And what we really need is for you to like, subscribe, comment, share, and let us know what you think and share it with everybody that you want to help level up their life too. So until the next episode, thanks. <laughs>